Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast each and everywhere you get your podcast platforms. You know, you might want to start with Apple Podcasts where you can go drop a five-star rating for me. And hit the subscribe. Or maybe a Spotify person. Hit the follow button. Maybe a Google Podcast person. Or you know what? Maybe you just like listening on YouTube. Go in there. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on the bell notifications. Where you can get notified every time I drop a new episode. Every time The Real Dwayne Allen and I drop a new episode of The Wrestling Realm. And of course, we are now on iHeartRadio. So make sure you follow us there as well. Folks. Smackdown this past Friday night, we saw three epic returns. One that I'm most excited about, the Usos coming to save the day. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan would take on King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Well, The Fiend came out because he had an issue with Daniel Bryan and those two are going to battle at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Universal Championship well, while he came out and eliminated Brian, because, you know, once The Fiend comes out, that's it. Nothing, you know, pretty much done for. Ziggler and Corbin decided to take advantage of the situation. And they were looking to humiliate Roman Reigns once again. Now, we all remember this stuff has been going on since November, honestly. And we may, you may remember when they were putting dog food on Roman. Well, they didn't do dog food, but they definitely had him, you know, handcuffed. But then all of a sudden, the Usos music hit. And everybody's, you know, the Usos have kind of taken some time off. I know there's been some issues going on right there, maybe. Um, I know I've heard that, you know, we've seen in the news that one of them, I believe it was Jimmy. Yeah, it was Jimmy who was dealing with, um, you know, getting arrested because of DUIs. So you sit back and pray for these guys, hoping that, you know, that they don't let this stuff overtake and kill their careers. Uh, and most importantly, ruin their lives. And the worst thing would be killing themselves or someone else. But some time off and the Usos are back. Now, we all know that the Usos and Roman Reigns are blood relatives. I think I talked about this, yeah, last week, where... I spoke with Kevin Eck, and he said Roman Reigns, Kevin Eck, former writer for WWE, works with MCW, maybe still does. I know he was a manager. He had the Actorage, told me that Roman showed him pictures of the Usos and them as children. WWE didn't want to do this back in 2013, but now here we are in 2020, 
we see the storyline come about. Now, they, they tried a couple years ago. It's kind of like when Roman won his first championship. They were allies. I'm really hoping that we get a full-fledged stable. So we see them come out there, and they did what cousins should do. Somebody attacking your man, as you go out there, you handle it. And that led the crowd. You know, the crowd was obviously happy to see the Usos back, but also happy to see the bloodline together. So I'm excited. I think this can go places. I would love to see, and I know some people may not want to, I personally would love to see the Fiend, I mean, Roman wear the WWE Championship while the Usos are wearing the Tag Team Championships. We don't have to have that happen right now, um, but it'd be nice to see. And we did see Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan talk before the match where Roman has officially entered the Royal Rumble. Daniel Bryan, as we know, will get a match with Roman, I mean, with The Fiend, at the Royal Rumble for the WWE Universal Championship. I do not think Daniel Bryan is going to win the title. However, if he does, and we get Roman and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, I will not be upset. Could you imagine this? Could you imagine a heel Roman going into this? We see Daniel Bryan defend the, twi the title twice at WrestleMania. Both times he was a heel. We go back to WrestleMania 28 when he defended the world championship and he lost in 18 seconds. And then we go back to last year. He was a WWE champion and he lost to Kofi Kingston, which was match of the year for me for WWE purposes. But I'm looking at it like, okay, they want to do something, but I understand the fiend is too hot. And you don't necessarily want to take the title off of him. However, I said this before. Who is the champion right now that can represent the company that can do all the media appearances? You're not sending the Fiend out there. Now, sure, you can send Bray Wyatt and he could be this Mr. Rogers guy and explain the character. You can see Bray Wyatt on... Hot ninety, hot um, yeah, hot ninety seven or the Breakfast Club promoting WWE. Sure, why not, right? Could you see Bray Wyatt on the uh, was a Conan O'Brien show? Does that still come on? Uh, uh, you know, see him on the Today Show. Good Morning America. Daniel Bryan could do that as a heel. AJ Styles did it as a heel. So, this is what I'm looking forward to. What happens because. We think we know, but we're not 100% sure because we're not in the writing room. I mean, you look at these NFL playoffs as I got the Seahawks and Eagles game on. If you'd have told somebody the Tennessee Titans was going to beat the Patriots on the last play of the game, maybe they would have believed you. Maybe they wouldn't have. If you would have told somebody that the Minnesota Vikings was going to beat the New Orleans Saints on the last play of the game, maybe they would have believed you. Maybe they wouldn't have. So... Nothing's so sure, nothing's 100% nothing's guarantee, but I do think Roman Reigns, the Usos, pairing them together will be best for business. It'll be great for television, um, so let's see. I'll see, you know, let's sit back and see what happens. Also on SmackDown, we saw The Miz taking on Kofi Kingston. The Miz was not up for... The shenanigans that the Usos, I mean, the, the New Day like to play a part in. And he slapped the pancakes down. And 
Big E was ready to get in his face and knock him out, but Kofi Kingston said, nah, let's, you know, I'll take care of this. We'll sit on the ring. Kofi Kingston was victorious. It makes you wonder what's going on with the Miz, you know? What's the deal? And afterwards, they tried to get an interview with him, but then there was John Morrison waiting uh, right there. And John Morrison, some people didn't like this return. Now, I've said this before. I'm not the biggest fan of John Morrison anymore. I was. Not anymore. It looks like they're going to put him in the Miz together. Shoot, you could even put, if we, we talked about stables, you could put the Miz, Morrison, Corbin, and Ziggler together, right? But for this, to bring back John Morrison like this, to me, makes sense. Because I don't really see huge plans for him. I see... Another guy that can put on good matches, entertaining matches, and do entertaining spots at the Royal Rumble. But as far as looking for that guy who's going to give you um, that money-making storyline that's going to sell a lot of t-shirts, I do not see it. I mean, he could prove me wrong, but I just don't see it. You look back at Drew McIntyre. Now, I think he's going to start get going. But kind of took them a while to kind of get him going again. They looked like they gave us him in an aggressive way. Then they toned down. Then they, you know, gave it to him again. Morris is more of a passive guy anyway, far as what the TV product presents. And he looks to be passive when it comes to behind the scenes. So if that's the case, do you really think this is a guy that they're going to put the company behind? Just, just think about that for a second. Because I don't. I don't at all. So, and another return, we saw Sheamus. Sheamus came out after Shorty G was victorious over, I think it was Wilder. Yeah, yeah, he was over Dash Wilder. And as the Revival decided to attack Shorty G... Seamus looked like he was coming to the rescue. But then, all of a sudden, he hit Shorty G with the bro kick. And simply said, you know, just, just simply left him laying there. Seamus is a main eventer. Seamus is a WWE, future WWE Hall of Famer. Can't say the same about Morrison, folks. Sorry. But I do see Seamus... It don't matter. He's a big deal. So wherever you plug him, I don't think they'll have him in these goofy storylines anymore. I don't think he'll be doing a lot of comedy. But to me, he has the ability to be the top heel. Move over Baron Corbin. Because Sheamus could easily come in and be the top heel on the SmackDown uh, brand. All right. And then <laughs> Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans. They're making a case become your new tag team champions. They won a title shot, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we know Oscar's going to have her hands busy, with, I think it's official, with Becky Lynch coming up at the Royal Rumble. But in a match, it was a triple threat match where, you know, obviously the winner would kind of get some sort of, uh, some sort of leverage, some sort of climbing in whatever ranking system they use for the women's tag team championships. We saw Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke defeat Sasha Banks and Bailey, as well as Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Wow. I said this again. 
not really sold on Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, um, I'm going to just make this comparison. People may not like it. Batista looks like Ray J right here. And I'm going to just leave it at that. But right now, Dana Brooke and Lacey Evans, I, I just don't, I'm not feeling this tag team. Now, we next week it's official. Lacey Evans will take on Sasha Banks. They're finally going to clash. Uh, after Sasha had been saying stuff and mentioning her daughter's name, which Lacey didn't appreciate. So these two are finally going to clash. This is a match that I think I would rather see at the Royal Rumble as an undercard match. But maybe the company isn't ready to do that just yet, considering you have the men's and the women's Royal Rumble. Maybe they're not ready to put the women in the uh, two matches. So just have the championship match, and then the women's Royal Rumble. Now, we know Becky Lynch came up short in the championship match last year against Asuka and then went on to enter herself into the Royal Rumble and win it. I believe she took out Lana. So, I, I think it, somebody, somebody will correct me, but I believe it was Lana. Um, so, we'll see. But I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. Uh, got a word from the real Dwayne Allen. The creative process seems to be the topic of choice in professional wrestling. With that being said, the wrestling realm would like you to know that as far as the creative process is concerned, we would never do anything to disrespect or disregard each other's ideas when it comes out to putting the best product for the wrestling realm. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you also subscribe to us on Anchor. This is where the podcast is hosted. So if you are an Anchor listener, we got you covered too. Make sure you subscribe there. Let's shift over. Let's talk about Mandy Rose. So, last week on Raw. Let me smack that. Why I keep getting stuff mixed up? Last week on SmackDown, Mandy Rose was given a fruitcake. From Otis. Now Dolph Ziggler came in there. Being Ziggler. He messed it up. You know. And he stomped on the cake. He was very disrespectful. I was sitting there like okay. So this week. She was still kind of. Showing interest in him. And kind of letting her. You know. Wasn't really taking the blame. But I'm just waiting for this to clash and go the opposite way. I don't know how long this is going to drag out, but I will say it's interesting. Some people may not like it, but this is interesting to me. I want to see what they're going to do. What's Mandy Rose and Otis going to do? Um, Because, quite frankly, 
we all know just the way she presents herself and the way she walks around. Otis isn't somebody that her character looks like she would be remotely interested in. But I could see her using him. I mean, saw how she tried to use Jimmy Uso to get at Naomi. So, but nonetheless, it's it's Mandy Rose. <laughs> she said that about you know the whole deal with Sonya Deville and wanting you know wanting to do that story where her character is sexy, her character is a tease. So, but I will say she plays the character very well. So let's move on to New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have a new champion. And his name is Naito. Naito defeated Okada. I got I haven't watched the match yet. Did some reading. Um, gotta watch it because I'm pretty sure it was a classic. So a lot of people loved it on the internet. For what they say, a long multi-year story. But Naito finally getting it done, becoming a champion. Congratulations to him. But then his moment was ruined as Kenta interrupted. For WWE fans out there, NXT fans, Kenta used to be Hideo Hideo Atami. I've been waiting to see what Kenta was going to do, what kind of big impact he was going to have over there. So I'm going to be keeping a close eye on this myself. Um, This is... I just know a lot of fans, a lot of diehard New Japan Pro Wrestling fans were not happy with this. They wanted to see Naito be able to have his moment. And therefore, they was not happy with the fact that Kenta came out and interrupted. So, for those who follow product, is he the biggest heel in wrestling right now? Because that's what I interpreted. So, I'll leave you guys to judge that. We're sticking with there. Chris Jericho, he was victorious over Tanahashi, which means Tanahashi does not get an AEW championship match. And then Jericho went on to say in a press conference, he wants to see the two companies work together. He wants to see AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestle work together. He understands that the elite leaving may have rubbed some people the wrong way, but it's just time to put the egos aside. My response is, I think New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling working together could be great. Introducing those stars over to the American audience. But it does make you wonder, okay, what kind of stars will AEW create to combat those New Japan Pro Wrestling stars? Uh, But, you know, who wouldn't want to see Okada on TNT maybe once a month or twice a month? Who wouldn't want to see that? Uh, yeah, I think he would get people talking. Uh, you know, he has that charisma, I think, that can uh, draw in the casual wrestling fan. So that's what I'm looking forward to see if Jericho can make this happen. And then John Moxley won the IWGP United States Championship, defeating Jay White. It's another one. I think, you know, imagine putting this match in an AEW ring. So, we'll see. Like I said, I would love to see this duel, this this conglomeration, this collaboration. I would love to see it, but I don't know if we will. So, I'm going to take one more break before we go around the net. 
I created what is now Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. And I felt like this was a chance, because it is through Fox Sports, for me to have more credibility, a bigger name. You know, as soon as you name drop Fox Sports, it doesn't matter if it's a DC affiliate or, or where else. It, it has a lot more pull to it. And it's a, a lot more um, highly recognized. So I knew I wanted to create something that was my own because I just felt like with everything that I was doing, I still wasn't fully getting out who I am as a person and the stories I like to tell. And, you know, when you, you know this, when you work for someone else, it, you have to be under their creative control. You know, what do they want? What's their deadlines? What's their, what's their digital content plan and everything like that? And I wanted to have my own plan and my own vision. And there were so many stories I felt like that just were not being told. And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you tune in to this episode of Break It Through Glass Ceilings with Brian H. Waters, myself. Podcast brought to you by B Waters Productions. Uh, around, um, before I get around that, yeah. This week, as you heard, I have the one and only Miss Renee Washington on the show. Next week, got a good friend of mine, Miss Ashley Baker. So you'll also want to subscribe to that. Just search Break It Through Glass Ceilings. And when you subscribe, you'll be able to get all the content for free and you won't miss an episode. So now it's time to go around the net. Around the net brought to you by Be Waters Productions. If you have an event that you would like filmed or you would like high resolution professional photos of, or perhaps you need a flyer made for the event, just contact Be Waters Productions at Brian H. Waters. Dot com or go on Instagram and search B Waters Productions and of course Facebook Brian H Waters dash B Waters Productions or you can inbox me on Twitter at Brian H Waters. So around the net, we start with Vince McMahon, Vinny Mac, folks, showed up the Monday Night Raw so he wouldn't miss the wedding between Lana and Lashley. I know a lot of people just didn't like it. But Jerry Lawler said that, you know, Vince McMahon, they was having a meeting and they wasn't expecting Vince to be there because there's been a lot of, he's been real busy as he's getting ready for the XFL, but it didn't matter because he wanted to be there for this wedding. This was a big deal to him. Has his fingerprints all over it. So no matter how bad it was, he wanted to be there for it. Now, I know a lot of people don't like it and maybe we're going to see what happens with the story but i tell you this the numbers are continuing to stay up on youtube and twitter so for those who do not like it you see those ratings i know it makes your blood boil when you see that more than a million people have watched this wedding or clips from lana and rusa i mean lana and lashley in general but moving on Congratulations to the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger. If you go on Instagram, search the rest, search Wrestling Realm, you'll see this post from the real Dwayne Allen. Uh, just wanting to thank you, Jushin Thunder Liger, for all the countless memories over the years wrestling and influencing every promotion and wrestlers all over the world cheers to a 35 year career that's amazing 35 years this man has been putting his body on the line 
He's iconic, folks. You look at him, you automatically know he's a superstar. That that outfit, the the horns in his mask is iconic. That's just you know, luchadors, they all wear different types of masks, but then you know when you see one, you know a Juice and Thunder Liger mask. So I and, and forgive me if I didn't call the proper terminology. But like I said, I mean, just a legend indeed. I remember him being on the WCW versus the world PlayStation games. Or him being on, you know, the WCW versus NWO games. So congratulations to him. 35 years in the business. Moving on. MJF says his gimmick is 100% him. And he lets you know that his name pops more than Moxley or Jericho. He was doing an interview and he was just talking about the gimmick and lets you know straight up. You know, it's all him. What you see is what you get. And in fact, he wants to be an AEW world champion. He will be an AEW world champion. I mean, when you think about somebody who is over as a heel, it's MJF. You look at somebody who goes out there and draws heat. Before that, you knew as they were building with him and Cody, he kept talking about his love fest for Cody and how it was his best friend. You knew the heel turn was coming. But when it came, and this is one good thing Jim Ross can do. Jim Ross could sell a heel turn. And I thought he sold the heel turn very well. We saw it coming. But when it happened... He made MJF look like the worst human being on the face of the planet. And that's what I liked about him. So I'm excited to see what happens. And I want to see what's next for him and when he's going to get his opportunity. Moving on. This is what I'm excited about. Anybody who knows me knows that she's my favorite women's wrestler of all time. So Based on looks. And that's Cameron. Cameron is returning to wrestling at Effie's Big Gay Brunch WrestleMania weekend. It will be her first match in four years. So if you're out there and you enjoy the show and you want to support, go ahead and just send me to Florida <laughs> so I could go be there for this match. Um,. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I really hope we see more of her on the independence. Ariane Andrew, also formerly known as Cameron. She was Ariane Andrew on Tough Enough. First person eliminated. And in that class, the first person to be at WrestleMania. Maybe the only person. I got to look at the whole class. But yeah, I'm excited for her. I know a lot of people wasn't fans. I always was. You know, and her wrestler would have gotten better. <laughs> but I tell you this, her uh, ability to make you irritated and dislike her was phenomenal. I thought she was one of the best heels. You imagine when they made Naomi heel, if they would have put them two together. I know they were trying to get away from the Funkadactyls, but they would have put them two together and let Cameron do the talking. I thought it would have been perfect. So, moving on to another one of my favorites. My favorite of all time. Daniel Bryan says he is disappointed 
that he never wrestled CM Punk at WrestleMania. I think we all are. He understands Punk is past that. But he said, this is like, that's the match the fans should have got. Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk. I'm going to tell you, give you one better. That should have been the main event at WrestleMania 30. I said that at WrestleMania 28. So you build this properly. You can get there. And it should have been Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk. Punk should have went in as the champion, as the top heel in the company. And Daniel Bryan could have still had the yes movement. And it, well, it wouldn't have been the yes movement, but it would, they, he would have found a way to get over. Bottom line, well, it still it, it would have been different. I should say it wouldn't. It would, probably wouldn't have been yes Mania. But you think about Daniel Bryan going into his match with John Cena, and he won, but then the title was taken from. Him. Somehow or another, if you place replace Orton with Punk or Punk with Orton, you know what I'm trying to say. You put Daniel Bryan in that spot, maybe it could have worked. I don't know. Or maybe they both would have been baby faces. Maybe could have had the Shawn Michaels, Daniel, I mean, the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart-like match. But I think we should have got that at WrestleMania 30. And I really hope we can get it. I mean, I said this before, last year around this time, did we really think we were going to get Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for this WWE Championship? No, we didn't. So, it's so unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. So, only time's going to tell. Speaking of Punk, speaking of WrestleMania 30, CM Punk revealed the WrestleMania 30 card on Instagram. And I tell you, as they would say, it was bowling shoe ugly. It was ugly. We had... (laughs) Set for that matchup, for that WrestleMania, they wanted to do, first off, the main event was supposed to be Randy Orton versus Batista. Yes, folks, I'm not making this up. Now, we clearly saw them try to do it, and it didn't work. But yeah, they wanted to do Randy Orton versus Batista. Then... Another match. Makes me sick to my stomach. Big Show versus Kane. Now, go back and think about WrestleMania 30. It's 2014 in New Orleans. Why would we get Big Show versus Kane? Like, nobody's going to care. And this is corporate Kane. If you might be saying, what was Kane doing? That night, it was him and the Outlaws taking on the Shield. Then they also wanted to do Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose for the United States Championship. Here's why this gets a side eye. The Shield was hot, and they hadn't even really gotten to that next level yet. They Well, maybe you could say they were, right? But they still had some more. Why would you break them up? And the reason why I say this, because if you have Roman versus Dean for the U.S. Championship, that means you gotta you at least had to break them up around February beginning of March but no like this just doesn't do it and then John Cena versus Bray Wyatt okay we got that match Lesnar versus uh, Undertaker we got that match this is the match that's the stinker the one that pisses me off the one I hate the most Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus we got Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus at Wrestlemania 27 
The match was on a pre-show. It ended up being a lumberjack match. Daniel Bryan would bring in, come to the match's United States Championship, drop the title to Sheamus. We got Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus at WrestleMania 28 to open the card. Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan. And then you were going to give us Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus again. Daniel Bryan being the hottest babyface at the time. The biggest phenom in wrestling at the time. Hogan, Rock, Austin levels of pop. If you remember when the show started. No, that wasn't it. I'm sorry. I was about to say something. But yeah. I mean, he was on. He was that guy. You know, they were saying that he walked outside and he was chanting yes. And the fans were chanting yes. And Austin and Kevin Nash were sitting there. And they said, that's the guy right there. Like, there's no reason he should have been in the ring with Sheamus. Like, none at all. That was just stupid. And then the match that we know that sent CM Punk away. Well, maybe we're not going to blame this match per se. But CM Punk versus Triple H. And I still wouldn't. I would. I think I would have liked it had we not got it at Night of Champions so the year or two before when Triple H, when Punk thought Triple H should have put him over. Actually, it was uh, 2011. Maybe, you know, maybe I would have liked it. But no, right at this point, heck no. Stupid. We didn't get CM Punk that WrestleMania. Unfortunately, CM Punk has not been in a WWE ring since the Royal Rumble of 2014. I think. Oh, yeah, because I believe he quit the next night on Raw. So, uh, hopefully we'll get, a, you know, hopefully we'll get another Punk match. Hopefully it'll be Daniel Bryan. But I just thought it was interesting he revealed his card, the, attention, the original card for WrestleMania 30. But... Thank goodness WWE listened. And they gave us Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Followed up by Daniel Bryan versus Randy Orton versus Batista. And which Daniel Bryan became your new WWE champion. And then last, certainly not least, Impact Wrestling through a press release issued... Um, who their wrestler of the year was, tag team of the year, match of the year, and I guess other awards, but we'll just discuss these. The tag team of the year consisted of the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Congratulations to them. I remember there was a time when I worked for RCW, Real Championship Wrestling, right here in Baltimore. These guys were coming all the way from Toronto just to wrestle. And... They were two of the nicest guys, and you just knew they were good. So to see them getting their just do, excuse me, on the big stage of Impact Wrestling, really happy about it. Well deserved. The match of the year, I mean, we all knew what it was going to be Tessa versus Sammy Callahan. Um, it had the most hype, most story, most, um, you know, everything, whatever you want to call it. So it made sense. And then, of course, the wrestler of the year, or such to say, superstar of the year, a person they have not yet made their champion. Why? What's taking them so long? I'm waiting for it. And that's Tessa Blanchett. Congratulations to her. So she's um been making an impact at Impact Wrestling. I don't think, I know a lot of people want to see her go to WWE. 
I don't think we see that anytime soon. But I'll say this. We talk about Charlotte Flair. What else could Charlotte Flair do? If Tessa becomes the Impact Wrestling World Champion, you think that would put Charlotte Flair in the ranking or the conversation to cross over and become maybe Intercontinental Champion, WWE Universal Champion, or WWE Champion? Now, of course, she's not beating Lesnar. But it's just something to think about. I mean, we've already seen women and men win the 24-7 championship. So, they want, I mean, Charlotte is Charlotte. To me, she'll go down. When it's all said and done, she'll go down as the greatest ever. Her and her dad will go down as the greatest sports duo as father and um, child. So, that's where I'm with that. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap it up this week. Thank you for joining this uh, me on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H., Make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe. I'll be back later this week as we review Raw, AEW, NXT. And we'll talk about what's going on, what else is going on in wrestling. Make sure you are subscribed to my other podcast, Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. Episode 4 drops. So probably by the time you listen to this, episode 4 will be done dropped already. So you can listen to Renee Washington. But catch up. Also catch the stories of myself, Kelsey Nelson, and Brandon Williams. And then next week, we got Ashley Baker. The following week, J.L. Rucker. And then the following week, Jay Jackson. So, yeah, I got some shows lined up already. But until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everybody.